Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Can't believe it is already a new year, but I'm super excited to kick off the year. Um, I'm super excited that you guys are here listening, so thank you for being here. Before I jump into the episode, just super quick, when you are listening to this, there will be two or three days left to be able to uh, jump in the January shred. So we start January 8th, that is on a Monday. Um, It is not offered every month this year. It will not be offered again until March. So if you want to shred with me sooner than later, then I recommend jumping in this session. I will put um, the link in the description with all of the program details and you're able to join there or read about the program, either one or both. Um, So that will be in the description for you guys. But today we are going to talk about um, really good versus bad foods, um, things that you are, and I'm doing the air quotes, allowed to eat versus things you're not allowed to eat, especially when counting macros. And this was really brought on by a question that I got um, with someone wanting to join the shred, or they maybe had joined the shred, um, but they were asking if there was a grocery list or a list of items that they um, were supposed to eat and then food items that they weren't allowed to have. So that kind of got me down this rabbit hole here with um, just honestly why I think people struggle in the beginning with counting macros um, compared to any other diet. So before we get into it, all diets work the exact same in terms of a a diet that um, elicits weight loss. They all work the exact same in that they put you in a calorie deficit. It doesn't matter if you're doing keto, if you're following Whole30, if you're counting macros, paleo, whatever it is. They all, if you are losing weight following any kind of diet plan, it is because you are in a calorie deficit. So now that we have that out of the way... That is, again, the one thing all diets have in common. The reason that I believe that people struggle with counting macros, um, and and I speak from experience on this when I go back to like 10 years, 11 years ago when I first started um, counting macros, I had the hardest time because I had, before that, only done diets and things that told me that I could eat off of this approved food list. or grocery list, whatever that looked like. And I wasn't allowed to eat these specific things over here. So if we look at keto, for example, a lot of people do really well with keto because it is very black and white. You are allowed to eat these things. You're not allowed to have bread. You're not allowed to have sugar. So it's it's very easy for people to wrap their brains around because it's, again, very black and white. I'm allowed to eat this, but I can't eat this. When you count macros, you're allowed to eat anything you want as long as it fits in your calorie budget and you're hitting your protein goal. Um, and so I think a lot of people struggle with that because they think, whoa, this is too easy. I'm eating bread right now. I'm allowed to have sugar. Um, and so people struggle with that because it feels honestly like it's too easy. They're not having to 
you know, kill themselves and white knuckle and be in pure misery the entire time they're dieting. Just because you're dieting doesn't mean it has to absolutely suck. But people are so used to the suck (laughs) that they don't know any different. And when they start counting macros, a lot of people will give up before they even really get started because it feels to them like it's not going to work because it feels like it's, it's just too easy. A lot of people, I hear the comment too, I feel really full all the time. I think I'm eating too much. That's not the case. When you start counting macros, a lot of people increase their protein intake, they increase their fiber intake, and they increase their food volume because they have now realized, okay, so I need to get more frugal with my my spending as far as my calories. So they start eating, for example, instead of whole eggs, they start eating egg beaters or egg whites, and you get a lot more volume of food for less calories than you do with whole eggs. So they might get fuller quicker because they're able to eat more food throughout the day because it's not as calorie dense. And so because they are eating more protein, more fiber, you know, more things that are helping with satiety and they do feel fuller longer, they feel like something's wrong with that. And it, it, they, it, they get in their head, honestly. And I used to do this too. I'm like, I feel like I should be starving to lose weight. The fact that I'm not starving all the time and I'm not ravenous, this feels like I'm eating too much. Guys, when you're dieting, yes, you should be hungry, but you shouldn't be completely ravenous and you shouldn't be completely miserable and you don't have to. And that's the point in this whole episode is that counting macros might feel very too easy for you in the beginning, or it might feel like you're doing it wrong because you're able to still eat the foods that you love. But honestly, if you can adhere to a calorie budget, so your calorie deficit, and eat the adequate amount of protein that you need, so usually about 0.7 to 0.8 grams per pound of your body weight. So if you weighed, this is just easy math, 100 pounds, I would say 70 to 80 grams of protein a day would be sufficient to help build and sustain muscle. And then you're eating that calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. You don't have to eat no carb or low carb or at a specific time of day. You can even enjoy some processed foods. If you want to eat frozen chicken tenders, I do all the time. If the majority of your food choices are compromised of whole good foods, so you know when you think of that, I always say things that either grew from the earth or walked on the earth at some point, you can still sprinkle in the fun foods, one, and still see amazing and great results as long as you're eating in a calorie deficit. But two, it's going to be easier because you're still incorporating the foods that you love and giving yourself a lot more flexibility. It doesn't have to be rigid. It should not be black and white. It should be very gray. Um, I live in a very gray area. My diet, again, like I said, um, there's nothing off limits for me. So when people ask me, you know, with a shred, what, where's the grocery list? There isn't one. There are foods that I will recommend in terms of um, like lean protein sources and fruits and veggies and things that'll help with getting your fiber intake in. But there's not a, a meal plan that says eat these things and don't eat this thing, these things or a grocery list that's black and white like that because you, it is very gray. You can eat the things that you want as long as they work in your calorie budget. 
Now, like I said, will you feel better and satiety, um, like feel fuller longer if you eat more whole foods and volume foods and, you know, things like that? Of course. But that doesn't mean you still can't have the little sweet treats here and there or actual like candy mixed in yogurt, like Reese's cup mixed in your yogurt bowl or cereal mixed in your Ninja creamy. Like it's very gray. Um, and I also wanted to talk on this point too, because I feel like this is just as important. The way you view food in terms of your relationship with food is just as important as the food that you're consuming and how you talk about it, especially if you have children. Um, so talking about food in terms of good versus bad, and this is healthy and good for you. These are bad for you. Don't eat these things. What the, the words that you speak around about the food, not only are you taking that in and believing that you're passing that on to your kids who will eventually grow to be adults who will also view food in the same way and probably have a bad relationship with food and do the same thing that you've done. And it'll, you know, come full circle at some point, but it doesn't have to be that way. So, you know, under teaching your children, even these are the foods that are going to make you feel better and stay fuller longer. We can still have these things over here, but we want to eat more of these things here because they're going to help us build muscle and be strong. Um, and so really, you know, framing it in that way for your children, but also for yourself. So your relationship with food, I can tell you personally, my relationship with food used to be absolutely terrible. And it, a lot of it stemmed from um, when I was competing originally because I followed a meal plan that told me what I could eat and I could only eat the things on that plan. I didn't think that I was allowed to sub out tilapia for chicken breast or shrimp, or something that I would have enjoyed better. I literally thought I had to eat tilapia for like four meals a day. And I did because I didn't know any better. So this is me sharing my experience and educating you guys that you don't have to eat only what a, one diet tells you. Like it doesn't have to be black and white. It can be very gray and it should be. So again, your mental health and your relationship with food is going to be just as important, especially long-term as the foods that you're consuming. So just know that all foods fit. There is room for everything. And just because you're dieting and you're not in extreme misery and it doesn't suck awful and you're still allowed to eat the foods that you enjoy doesn't mean that it won't work. Again, all you need is that calorie deficit and adequate protein in to lose fat. If you do those two things, you're going to lose fat. It doesn't matter what dieting plan you follow. So since that doesn't matter, you might as well follow one where you can enjoy the food that you eat and that it will be easier for you to sustain long term and that it will be really great for your relationship with food and your overall mental health and well-being. That's why I love counting macros because, like I said, all foods fit. There is no black and white. There is no food list that you can only eat these things and you can't eat these things. So I hope this one's helpful. Um, I know it will be, especially for those of you that are new to the counting macros or maybe some of you that have been doing it for a couple months and you're like, this just seems way too easy. Um, Now you understand why. So if you found it helpful, As always, I appreciate when you share with a friend. That is how the podcast grows. Um, But 
Just that quick reminder, January Shred, we are starting on Monday. So if you want to shred with me, click the link in the description. But again, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. Happy New Year. Happy all of the things. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.